Hello, everyone, and come on in. Pull up a seat for Countertop Conversations. I am your co-host, Cole Anger, and I'm glad to welcome my friend, my partner, my co-host, Eric Tracy. How are you doing today, my man? I am tired. Very tired. Why are you so tired? How late did you stay up last night? Uh, I went to bed around 3.30. <laughs> we, we were fishing for smelt till roughly two ish and then we had about an hour drive to get home so and then we had a short turnaround got up at 5 30 and went out turkey hunting again because we still haven't got one. <laughs> oh, how how would you guys do schmelton though what'd you say there how how'd you guys do schmelton um we got oh eh, four ish gallons for four guys which, okay. I mean, so I've never done this kind of fishing for them where you just have, like, small hand nets and you're dipping them in and catching them, like, a couple at a time. I've only done the real big, like, 100-foot-long nets that you pull in. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it took us – we got out there around 10, so four hours to do that. Holy – well, so, I mean, you, you guys were averaging, like – what three fourths a gallon per hour, something like that, roughly two thirds. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's weird because the run they like all of a sudden the smelt will start running up river at one point of the night. So, like up till about one o'clock, we had maybe half a gallon, oh, and wow. then within one hour we had three and a half more gallons. You know. That's crazy. Yeah, they just started coming flying up, but it was a fun time. So I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I'm a little tired too. I went to bed at four last night. Why? So, so we play. Uh, me and my roommates, we were playing 2K basketball, but we don't play the game. So we just like the general manager. So we're just making trades. So, like you get through the seasons kind of yeah. fast. And all of a sudden, it was 4 a.m. And I realized I got to go to bed. I have to do a podcast tomorrow. I have to be up early. <laughs> this ain't early, Cole. Yeah, but I was up at like I was up at like eight. That's sleeping in, man. I've been averaging that's a four a.m. wake up lately. That sounds terrible. I'm going to I'm going to sleep after this. Yeah, I wish, but I got a clean fish. <laughs> just just say you forgot. Yeah. They won't come get you from your room. No. Oh, because I need to cook them <laughs> up tonight too. We're having a nice big fish fry. So that sounds delicious. Yeah. You gotta celebrate the uh old draft picks we got going, you know. I don't know how happy I am, but <laughs> some may celebrate, some may just drink away in their sorrows, and we're gonna figure out how we feel about this stuff today, yeah, though. That's true. So I'll yeah, so the first thing I want to talk about, and I think we should – I just want to hit this. I don't want to, any real context to what we got further in the draft for the Packers, but I just want to talk about the Jordan Love pick to you because I think that's where everything needs to yeah. start. I mean, it was the first pick. That's where we started. Yeah. I I just – I like the pick. In a vacuum, first round, yeah, I like it. Do you like it, or are you kind of against I'm it? I'm against it pretty heavily. Um, okay. I don't know. The way I see it is we had we have a great quarterback, and 
he took us to almost to the Super Bowl. He's been great his whole career with us, pretty much. Um, and we trade up to get a QB. And I think we all know that Aaron Rodgers can be a little temperamental and uh, with like a lot of topics. And so I think this is going to rub him the wrong way because he could really use a lot of other things on the team rather than a backup QB to start the draft. Yeah, but I I like the pick because it, it's an on-brand move. 15 years ago to during the draft at some point over the last week, the Packers tri- or drafted him. Well, we still had Brett Favre. Brett Favre was like 37 or 38 or something like that. So like, this is a total on-brand move, and this is kind of Matt LaFleur's way of saying, I'm going to get the future. This is my guy. This is going to be my flagship. But Matt LaFleur put like, just ended a possible 10-year run with the Packers, depending on how Jordan Love does. Yeah, it's an it's an on brand move. I think if LaFleur can get something out of him, and it's not like he's gonna play right away. Oh, not at all. Like he's we got, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, he's gonna have three years for sure before he even like sees the field, and then after that, it'll be interesting. Which is thrive. What I mean, I remember going to a Packer game. Who, God knows how young I was, but I remember we were winning, and they threw Aaron Rodgers in. And he sucked. I remember we were all booing him. And, I mean, look at how he turned out. So, I don't know. Let's I mean, hope I it think, works out more that way. Yeah, I mean, if if we hit on this Jordan Love pick, we just went through 45 years of having good quarterback play from those three guys. That's something that no other team can has ever been able to say. No. Like, it doesn't happen, and, like, not that fluent. Like, sure, Jordan Love's first year is going to be a little rocky, just like Aaron's was, but then it's going to start going up. Hopefully they take off in a similar trajectory. Now, I'm not expecting Jordan Love to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm ex- so, I, I agree with you there. I don't think he will be Aaron Rodgers, but how much of his highlight reel have you watched? What year? I mean, I've seen him. He can. He's got really good arm talent, and he can move, like, like he looks impressive. Does he I mean, remind you of any QB in the league right now? I mean, the he drove comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. I when I was watching it, my first comparison was like, this kind of looks like I'm watching a younger Aaron Rodgers right now. Like he had that type of play in him. It looked like. Yeah, the uh, and, the guy goes off script a little bit like him. Yeah, and the only thing that I get nervous about seeing something like that is like are we trying to replicate Aaron Rodgers? Well, I don't think when Aaron Rodgers was drafted, everyone was like, oh, the arm talent. Oh, the arm talent. I think they were like, yeah, he's pretty good. Really nice arm. Can make all the throws. I mean, he was almost the first overall pick. Yeah, but I like Jordan Love's arm talent, I think is like kind of elite and really impressive. Okay. I haven't done a ton of research into him yet. so. Well, see, here's the hard part with Jordan Love is he had a crap. Perhaps junior redshirt junior season was last year. Richard, so I don't know. Last season it was bad. Like he matched, he was like twenty or sixteen and sixteen touchdowns interceptions. Yikes! Like it wasn't good. Like he didn't have a good year. 
But you go back one year prior when he had a good head coach, a good offensive coordinator, and, like, talented receivers around him. Like, well, talented for Utah State. Like, it's not like he was playing with Chase uh, Chase and, and Jefferson from uh, LSU. But, like, he had pieces around him, and he was 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. So, I mean, like, he's had for, for impressive things, but it gets really tough when you have a bad season and then everyone's just banking on you having arm talent. Yeah. The other thing about this is Aaron Rodgers' contract, and I think that's something we need to look at. And I don't know if do you – do you want to look it up or do you just want me to kind of tell you what we're kind of looking at? Just tell them what we're looking at. <laughs> so so we signed a four-year deal worth $134 million And I think it was – there's like, I don't know, 78 or 79 guaranteed or something like that. Okay. So, so it's through 2020, 2021. And there's like like – for anyone who's like, oh, we're doing this, we're going to cut Rodgers. No, we're not going to cut Rodgers. If we were to cut Rodgers this year, he'd have a dead cap of $51 million. Like you can't do that. Yeah. The dude's making over the dude's making twenty twenty one million this year. Not gonna happen. Twenty twenty one, he's still gonna be our quarterback. Dead cap people thirty thirty one million dollars. He's gonna make thirty six million roughly. Now twenty twenty two is where things get interesting. Because if we cut him, it's only seventeen million dollars on the books. He's going to be 38 at that point. Base salary of 25 million. He's going to probably make 39 million. But I still think you keep him for that third year. Like that's a lot of money. But in the fourth year is 2023. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be 39. This is going to be Jordan Love's fourth year of his contract. If we cut Rodgers before, I believe it's the first of March or February. He we it's the two point eight mil cap hit like that's nothing compared to what we were paying him in like respects like he was gonna make twenty eight million that year and then he's a free agent so I think if we're gonna if we're really on the Jordan Love train we really like him you either I think I think you probably cut or trade Rogers in twenty twenty three before that season starts that way you got Love for two years on his rookie deal. Which so dirt cheap, and even if he's good, you're, he's not going to expect crazy money. Probably, it'd probably be somewhere around a Teddy Bridgewater contract, and we're not having a huge cap hit against us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's. I don't know. It's weird. It's. I feel like it's always weird looking at an end of an era for like an amazing player. Like, watching the whole thing go down with Tom Brady, you know? It's like, it's weird hearing him go to another team. It's just, for me, it's weird to think, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is, like, his time's coming, you know? Like, you haven't, I haven't thought about it a ton, I guess, but, yeah. I mean, you definitely, I think, I don't know his stats from this year, but just, like, things did not seem right across the board. Yeah, they were, I know we also had a running wheel. Also had a run game this year, which is great. Yeah, I mean, he he still threw for four thousand yards, 
he passed for 250, 26 touchdowns, four picks. So, like, those are pretty – those aren't bad. I mean, 62% completion percentage is pretty at normal for him. But, like, so I, how many – you remember that play when we played Dallas in the playoffs. Whoa, what was that? Four years ago? Jeez. Something like that. The sideline pass to um, Jared Cook. Yes. Yep. Like, that was an amazing throw. Like, pinpoint accuracy. And I just feel like I haven't seen those style throws out of Rodgers lately. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely, like, I think when this Jordan Love was picked last year, we saw Aaron Rodgers start to decline a little bit. Yeah, and that's something we have to kind of look at as Packer fans and not just be, I guess, blind to it. Yeah, it's a good word. You think but, this lights a fire underneath them though, and gets him really amped up to like play amazing? I hope so. I hope so. That'd be awesome if to I'm... see him come out and have a MVP season. I don't think like I can see him play well. I think if we're looking for one more MVP season from Rodgers, it's going to be twenty twenty one. I think that's mainly because I'm thinking that we're going to do something for receiver in that year. Yeah, God knows we didn't help him at all this year. Well, we did a little bit, but like we passed on so many. We passed on every single one like, that got drafted. Every single receiver. I don't get why. Like, why did we take a running back in the second well, round? It makes sense in a vacuum, but the fact that our needs were so big at other spots and we yeah. didn't do it. We don't need a running back. Yeah, but I don't. I think this says to Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, we're only bringing one of you back. Like, we're not having them both back next year, or in 2021. Like, for everybody who wants both of them, and we might not be keeping Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones might be out of our price range now. Ugh. This is why I also hated Aaron Rodgers for taking a big deal. You got to leave, leave money for the rest of the team. <laughs> so you can I, have good I, players around you. Yeah, but, like, he's not like, I don't know. It's going to go down. So, like, his cap hits only, I mean, I say that, but it's $36 million next year. Yeah. So, like, it's still a lot. And maybe that's why we might cut him in 2022 to save ourselves twelve or no, $22 million. But, like, you got to pay the man. Like, he got to see championships with not great oh, receivers. Yeah. No, like, the dude deserves money. I'm not saying that, but. I mean, I hate that we didn't go and get one, but we did get a tight end. So, like, we got a pass catcher. Yeah. I know that's none of us wanted that at all. We wanted a receiver. And so, like, that kind of really stunk. But. I don't know. It just gets, it's just super weird. Yeah. Like, we get a running back. Sure. Fine. Okay. We can replace him. But then we get a linebacker. Okay. I guess we need one of those. Yeah, we did. And then we, we spent three picks on the offensive line. And they're all in the sixth round. So obviously, we're not really expecting a starter out of those. You might, you might, you know, who knows? Someone might surprise you. Yeah, maybe. But you don't draft him in the sixth round and expect him to be a starter. You draft no. that guy in the first round. Yeah. And then the seventh round, we go get a safety and an edge player. Okay, fine. They're probably just going to be special teams players for you. I, I like those picks. 
So we drafted zero start potential starters this year. Like not even guys that are going to compete for a job. And we left off two of our biggest needs that we have on our team. Maybe all three of them, I would say, in the early rounds we could have addressed. We didn't go get a nickel corner. So if if we don't bring back Jermaine Williams and we like we we butchered this draft now. Yeah. Because we because we don't have a starter at that spot. And he's gonna play seventy seven percent of the snaps. So you tell me you tell me who's gonna play it and I'll tell you they're not very good now. We didn't get a number two receiver, which most pack fans would argue is our biggest need. And then we didn't get a right ta- or a guy who's gonna compete at right tackle with Ricky Wagner, who's fine, but like Brian Bulaga was better than him. I, we we got worse, dude. We got a lot worse. Yeah, I'm looking up our grade right now. A minus on the first day, D on the second day, C on the third day, C plus overall. Well, you found a, I like I looked and I found a. I think it was Mel who gave the Packers an F. Yeah, I'm like would not surprise me to see that. Like I like Jordan Love in a vacuum, but when you look at the rest of it, it gets hard. Especially when you like you look at other teams like the Saints, the the Ravens, the Buccaneers, who all went in and helped their quarterback out a lot. Yeah, and then there's us. Oh yeah, we got you uh, our uh, potential third or fourth string running back. A in the line, second round. Yep. A a couple linemen that are probably just going to be backups, and one of them most likely going to be on the practice squad. <laughs> and then uh, we got you a fourth-string tight end. We have Mercedes Lewis, Jay Steinberger, and we brought back Ryan Tunyon. This guy's going to be our fourth-string tight end. Yeah. Hopefully our tight ends ball out like crazy. I mean, if Joshua, this kid out of Cincinnati that we drafted, and Sternberger each catch 40 passes, I guess, like, that works for me. Like, I'd be extremely pleased with this. Adams catches 110. Those guys each catch 40. Lazar chips in with a 40 and Functious has 40. And, I mean, I guess I'm okay with it. But we're having, like, four guys try to, like, make up for having that no second receiver on our team. I mean, I did like our receivers this past year. We're young and inexperienced, but I think we have talent. Like, we we need some work, you know. But I think some guys will come around. I would – I hope – I mean, I guess the best thing, and I can – I hope – and I imagine the Packers are thinking like this with these young guys, Vandell Scadling, Sate Brown, and uh, Juwan Moore. Well, Moore might be gone. But they all three of those guys are from the same class. Year three was the year Adams popped. That's when he started playing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping and praying that they're thinking and they know that one of those guys is going to go off. Because right now, if we have our starting like unit on the field, we're probably starting Sternberg at tight end, Rogers at quarterback, Jones at backfield, and then if we're playing three receivers, it's Alan Lazard, Devin Funchess, and Devontae Adams, which I mean, yeah, I think we have a. I think we're giving that's a nice one and a three, but it sucks not having a two. Yeah, but I mean, like you remember when we had Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, like those were the vets. 
And then all of a sudden you hear his name, Devontae Adams, like Randall Cobb, James Jones. Like it was new names and we're all just like, I don't know how they're going to turn out. And then all three of them turn out to be good receivers, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like the Packers have always been known for having good receivers. I know, but like that wasn't us last year. Okay, yeah, we. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> well, we didn't have Adams. We were bad, dude. We were bad. Historically, we have good receivers. Yeah, I think we can also point to. I don't think really at least maybe one or two of them, but all four of those guys that ended up being really good young guys didn't pop right away. No, I know for sure Adams didn't. Nope. I mean, Greg Jennings and Cobb might have played pretty well right away, but I don't think uh, James Jones was a baller right away. No. I Didn't we cut Jones for like one year and then bring him back? Well, I mean, that was like at the end of his career. Yeah. He was at the Raiders and he came back the following year and he went off. Like the yeah. leader, yeah. yeah, leader in touchdowns in the NFL. It's <laughs> stupid like that. Like the cutoff like, sweatshirt. That's where it's at. Oh my that, God. Yeah. That's what did it for him. I got. I'm gonna go make myself one after this. Yeah, I do like. On a side note, I love how the Chicago Bears started with a tight end. After I'm pretty sure they already had five on their roster this past year. I well, I remember hearing like they had an absurd amount of tight ends. Look at their depth chart because okay, so this is what happened in the offseason for the Bears at tight ends. They signed Jimmy Graham to an eight million dollar deal. That's what we signed him for, and we had him on contract for, and we cut him. So, obviously, we don't think very highly of him. Bears are like, this is the best idea ever. We get Jimmy Graham? So, okay, so sure. But then they go and cut Trey Burton. And sure, I get I get it. You didn't like him. But, like, he, I'm pretty sure he was pretty much the same as Jimmy Graham, just younger. Yeah. So, I don't know what you're really thinking there. In their first pick in the second round, it's – Oh, I don't want to make my defense great again. I want to get a tight end that's not going to help my quarterback this year at all in the second round with my first pick. Yep. Like, yeah, like, they're, like, they're rocking on. four tight ends right now. Who are they all? Jimmy Graham, Cole, Kman, Adam, Shaheen, and Ben. Uh, what is that? I don't know. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Bruckner. Okay. I feel like I'm afraid of that guy. Something like that. But I'll tell you what, next year, three of those guys actually I take that back. Four of those guys are gonna be bad. Yeah. Yes, that's all of them. (laughs) They're not gonna be good. You got rid of your number one tight end. Like what are you doing? And you send a guy who's not that good. Yeah. I love to see it though. Being in the conference, it's uh, it's just like great. Thanks for uh shooting yourself in the foot like us. Well, then, then you got Minnesota, and Minnesota's draft. I think they went on and drafted, like, nine corners again. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me look real quick. Yeah, I mean, like, I know they took one in the first round, and they definitely took one in a later round pick, too. Yep, they took one in the third round, the first round. And then they also took – they took a safety – in another corner. So they took three corners in a safety. Like. Nope. There, two, there was another safety too. Oh my gosh. I don't, what, what are you going to do with all these guys? Great question. And I mean, I, I would, I would be very disrespectful to Luke if I didn't mention Nate Stanley. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, I would also like to point out that there was a long snap that went before your guy, Luke. A long snap for got drafted before Nate Stanley. <laughs> yeah, so I, so you tell me how valuable he is and what the NFL thinks of him. A long snapper went before him. Do you want to throw Luke's other point in here right now? I mean, but I would like to say that uh, Vikings got a steal at wide receiver with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I like, he should have went to the Eagles. Who did the Eagles I mean, take? Jalen Rieger, who is my number five receiver. Okay. And I'm on record for that. So, like, yeah, that's pretty impressive right there. My top five receivers went in order. Well, not in order, but. Yeah. Very disappointed to see uh, the Buccaneers trade up and not take uh, Jonathan Taylor. But <laughs> I can't blame them when, debatably, I think the best offensive lineman was still on the board in Tristan Wirfs. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it was a great pick. You gotta, you got the goat, so you might as well protect them. It was a good pick. Yeah, I I think you have to. I really do. Yeah. The other thing I would like to say, though, is for the Packers, though, we did come out of this draft with a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, undrafted free agent Daryl Stewart Jr. from Michigan State. Didn't know that. Yep. So yeah, we find four. We signed four undrafted free agents, uh, and we got another running back too. Oh, great! So we're gonna go into the season with five running backs. Let's do it. Yeah. God. I don't know what we're doing, man. Oh man. You know, I gotta say, I think I laughed the hardest when I was watching the um, Raiders come up. And we talked, Luke said it last week. He's just like, watch the Raiders just go with their classic. We want speed. <laughs> sure enough, who do they take? Henry Ruggs, third. Fastest wide receiver out there. Oh, I loved it. I mean, I wasn't like stunned with it. And no. it kind of sucked that he got two points at pick number 12 for our thing. I was really upset about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we want to announce uh, what what went down? Yeah, so I'm just going to tell you guys, like, what the final scores are and who we actually hit on. Because I don't think recap. I think recapping is just going to confuse you guys and make us not sound smart because we're saying people who didn't go to places. Yeah. So, Eric got eight points and hit on Chase Young going to the Redskins, Tua Tungavailoa, Going to Dolphins, and then you hit on one more, didn't you? No, you didn't. Wait, I you, thought I had nine points. You do have nine points. I just say, you, yeah, you. Had, that's what I say. Eight. Yeah, yeah, you had nine. My bad, my bad. Okay. And then uh, Cole also had nine, and he hit on Joe Burrow, so that was fun. And then Luke had ten and ended up winning, and so me and Eric will have to buy him drinks and a shot. And he hit on Jeffrey Okuda at three and then Henry Ruggs at 12. Yeah. But if you guys noticed, me and Eric had the same number, so we sort of tied. So one thing that we ended up doing for that that tiebreaker was we ended up trying to guess the picks. So we started at pick 34, right? Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, Colts. I accidentally sent Luke uh, my pick for 33. <laughs> did you do? What did you? Oh, man. No, no. Was... He texted me. He was like, are you sure about that? And he's what like, for you, 34. Did... And I was just like, oh, whoops, my bad. I was like, that was for 33. Who did you send for 33? Uh, who did I send? I don't even remember. <laughs> but it was wrong. <laughs> All I know is that it ended up being the Giants pick in the second round where I ended up winning. Uh, I picked Xavier McKinney, yeah. which I I was, like, best available on the board. They kind of don't really have a safety need. Sounds about right for the NFL draft. <laughs> and uh, so I only have to buy a round of drinks. But, Eric, you picked who again? Zach Bond from Wisconsin. Yeah, he went a little bit later in this draft. He went pretty late. I was surprised. Because, I mean, what? I was, they needed a linebacker. Yeah, it made sense. Like, like their I whole did. defense needs some work. So, I was just like – and he was one of the better defensive prospects left. So. Yeah, I got it. And I, I remember talking with you and Luke after and saying, yeah, that made sense. And I think Luke's like, that's who I would have guessed. Yeah. I mean, I, I just went for the best on the board, and it ended up working out with me somehow. Fair. But, like, like, like let's talk about Zach Bond a little bit and – there's a pretty good reason why I think he fell in this draft. Uh, what do you – let me look who even went to. I don't even remember. He went to the Saints in, like, the third or fourth round. I don't I, remember which I one. I want to say the fourth. I don't know. He fell. I know the Saints traded up to get him, though. So, that like, at least the Saints recognized his talent. Yeah, I like, mean, he was good. Linebacker. It's just stupid the Saints got him. And the Saints had, like, a stupidly good draft. Like, I'm upset about it. Like, their offensive line is so good right now. Like, they're talking Ryan Ramchek at right tackle. Both their guards have been pro bowlers in the last three years. And in the second round last year, they drafted a center. And they go out and draft Cesar Ruiz. So they're going to move one of their guards out to tackle. And then now they're going to have three pro bowlers there. And they've invested four top 50 picks on the offensive line. Like, Drew Brees is going to have, like, nine seconds to throw every pass play. I mean, it might be Jameis Winston soon. If what? you've been hearing talks. You didn't you see hear- that this morning? No. Yep. Uh, he's talking with the Saints. Oh, man. Tyson Hill. Sorry, Dude, buddy. You're never going to be a quarterback in this league. The guy's a stud, though. You can put him wherever you need him to, and he's going to win. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, yeah, dude goes out and – Balls a little bit, but at the end of the day, like he wants to play quarterback, and he's just never going to. Ah, he'll get in every now and then. He does. yeah, yeah, but he's not going to be a starter. No, <laughs> unless James gets hurt, Andrew uh, Brees gets hurt. Who was the QB for um, the Vikings that was played like him? Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Webb. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm thinking of. He's a tight end now? Webb? No, no, Webb no. was a receiver. He's like out receiver, of the That's what it was. There's yeah. a, a Logan Thomas tight end for some team. Yeah. Also their third string quarterback. So that's pretty yeah, dope. No, because in our uh, fantasy draft two years ago, my friend Logan Thomas drafted Logan Thomas just as his last <laughs> overall pick. He's just like, well, I need a backup QB, and he doubles as a tight end. <laughs> I don't even know if the dude's probably has like one touchdown and about like seven receptions in his NFL career. Yeah, no, it was it was a bad pick, but 
Yeah. All right, back to what you're saying. Um, Zach Bond got picked round three, pick ten by the okay. So I mean, still fell farther than we thought. Which yeah, if the dude may have not like diluted his pee, which made him fail the drug test at the combine, he might have went in the first round or second round. But I mean, what was it? Uh, Mackay Beckton, he failed his too, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It probably just probably. I thought that's what Luke said last week. Yeah, I I think so. I don't know what like the circumstances were or what they said about it. Yeah, which I mean, give it. I think Zach wasn't rated as high, like anywhere as high. So back then was a lock first rounder. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think where I want to draft or not draft. I wish I could draft for the Packers. We would have gotten a receiver in round two. Yeah. But I think some a team I want to look at is the Eagles, if you want to pull up their draft real quick. All right. And I think where I want to start this is we talked a little bit on it before, but they drafted my number five receiver at pick 21. So I do like that. Like, it was pretty good value there. He's going to play the slot. He's going to return kicks. He's going to be like that Deshaun Jackson role. He's mm-hmm. a smaller dude, but like he goes up and gets the ball. Like he's competitive. Okay. So I really like that. But then the Eagles did something Packer esque with the drafting Hurts. Hurts at fifty three in the second round. Yeah. And I think where this is interesting is, so we drafted Jordan Love as the backup plan, but the only way we get value out of him is if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and he plays. And that's the same thing with the Eagles. Like, best case for Jalen Hurts is he never plays a down because Carson Wentz is healthy throughout his entire career. But the only way you get value for Jalen is if Carson Wentz gets hurt and he plays. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, what, Jalen was the, he was listed at like fifth QB of the draft. Yep, I'd like to know on my uh, rankings that were posted. He was number five for me. Okay. I knew he was sitting right around there. Um, So, he fell to the second round, middle, eh, towards back end. Middle, middle. Middle to back end of the second round. Um, So, like, I don't think it's a bad pick. Um. I mean, I just read this one thing today. It was like the most important person on your football team is your QB. The second most important person is your backup QB. You well, I th- yeah, I think that's an important thing to think about, though, because if you don't have a – like, as awesome as it would have been to get a receiver, like, what player is going to account for more wins on your team? Is it going to be your number two receiver or potentially your backup quarterback that plays two games? Yeah. It's going to be your backup quarterback that played in two games. Now, ideally, backup quarterback never plays in two games. No. But, like, your backup quarterback should play four games, and it's called the preseason. (laughs) I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I get it, but, like, I don't. But then I do. And then I realized that they got four receivers. They got three receivers in this draft, and they they needed them bad. But then they also – they managed to get uh, Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers, too, I believe. And they got – Okay. Which was a super good trade. So, like, their receiving room is actually not bad anymore. 
No, that, it's looking decent. But I will I – mean, oh, It was rough this past year, wasn't it? Oh, it was so bad. That team was just beat up. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, so they helped Carson Wentz out. But it's the same thing with the Packers. Like, you guys, by taking a quarterback, you didn't allow to improve other aspects of your team, which could turn to bite you in the back. But I guess, like, Carson Wentz has been pretty injury-prone throughout his NFL career. Yeah, sadly, because I love seeing the dude get after it. it a little uh, NDSU pride, close to home-ish. <laughs> I mean, he's a super tough competitor, and you you love to watch him play. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think there's more – like, there's value in both the quarterbacks' picks that we talked about. One, because you're looking at the future, and in the Eagles' case, you have the future – but you're, you you need that guy to, it up. yeah yeah you need that guy to fill in the gaps it's like a it's like a what's a good what's a handy tool they use to fill in it's like grout like that's what you fill in the gaps with all right but i will yeah, say, i mean cuz they had a they had a good one they had um how am i forgetting his name right now holy crap Alshon jeffrey no oh we nick clearly, Foles? yeah nick Foles. oh my gosh how did i forget that name but I also think now that since they had Nick Foles, like they they've been looking for that backup quarterback so hard. Oh yeah, like don't try. I so mean, if you that. have a good backup QB, you never know when you're going to need them, and heck, they might win you a Super Bowl. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the dream, right? Yeah. And though I'd, I guess my dream would just be to have my starter win me a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that too, <laughs> ideally. Though, with Jalen Hurts, though, like, they're going to do some fun things with them. Like, the dude was one of the best rushing quarterbacks in college football last year. Like, he's not a blazer like Lamar. He's a little more physical of runner. Yeah. So, I think they could have some a little more like uh, – would you compare him a little more to, like, um, Michael Vick? No, I'd compare I compare mean, Vick was Vick was fast. No, I'm not going to compare right. anybody to Michael Vick. I'm going to compare him to Tyson Hill if Tyson Hill could, like, actually kind of throw the football a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I think that's my best comp for him. So I hope they. I that, hope he gets about eight, ten snaps a game and yeah, does something with him. That dude runs with his shoulders down, though. For a QB, that's impressive. Oh yeah, so he he he's not looking to get around you. No, <laughs> but one of my but, favorite picks, though, of all the draft is uh, this kid from Clemson that went to the Eagles in the fourth round, and I thought I'd drop a name for like a. Like we, I didn't want to say boomer bust really, but like, uh, I don't think he'll be a bust. But he's like my uh, my steel guy. Your your sleeper, my sleeper, Caleb on Wallace in the fourth round. He they lost Malcolm Jennings or Jenkins at safety, so he's gonna fill that high safety role, and he's also gonna be able to come down and play the nickel. So he fills two needs for them in one pick. So I really like that. Nice. That's. I mean, sounds good. I don't know anything about the dude, but. I mean, just knowing how a defense rolls, like, we always uh, seem to move, like, for Michigan Tech, we seem to move a corner into that nickel position normally. Yep. A little more. Um, but just having that person that's so versatile that you can throw them wherever you need is so nice. Well, I think what I really like about having a guy you can kind of go and play both is you can bring in either spot. If you need them to be more of a coverage safety, you keep them at safety, you can bring in a corner. But if you need someone who's going to be a little bit more 
physical potentially and run support. You're putting a safety down in the nickel spot. You know he's going to do his job. And you can bring in the backup safety. And then I think it depends on who's better, your number three corner or number three safety. Yeah. It leaves you a whole lot of options, which is nice. So Yeah, I mean, options are always good. Who do you think had the best overall draft? Oh, I I I think it's two teams. I like the Ravens a lot. And I really like the Dolphins, not going to lie. Like Let me look at all the Dolphins picks. I think I like if the Dolphins if the Dolphins would have taken a receiver, I probably would be like I'm all in. This is my draft. I mean, they did, but it's a, it was a seventh-round receiver who I really like. But the Ravens just went and said, we're going to help Lamar a lot, and we're going to, like, make our defense basically like, like, like you're not going to be able to stop our defense. Like, we're going to be so good. So I think it's probably the Ravens for me, to be honest. Okay. Which, linebacker Patrick Queen – who is going to start for them. And then they draft another linebacker. So they got, they fill their linebacker. They're going to start both those guys. They go on and get the guy who I would have probably taken as my number one running back in JK Dobbins out of Ohio state. Yeah. So now they're loaded in the running back room. They go get another defense alignment to play with uh, Campbell and whoever else they have. That's good there. And then they draft two guards. Ben Brennison from Michigan is the one I wanted to touch on, though, because he's a Wisconsin boy. He went to play at the University of Michigan, though, and I think Whoa. he's going to have a good chance of competing for a starting job because right now they're starting a center is hurt and potentially won't be ready for the beginning of the season. So I know they're going to move their left guard into center, and so Brennison hopefully can take that left guard spot and kind of run with it for a while. I mean – I'm not for the Baltimore Ravens, but I'm all for Wisconsin boys, so I can <laughs> see it. You know, you got to have some hometown pride. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk about Wisconsin guys and where they were going to get picked and who they were, so I, I would like to like to give a little nod to some people. Oh, and Luke, uh, by the way, James Morgan went to the Chets in, like, round five. Just remember, Nate Stanley went around seven. So, Yeah. <laughs> There's that, too. Uh, I think we do have to say this because we've been dodging it. Luke still hates, 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 hates. Want to make this very clear. <laughs> hates Justin Herbert to the Chargers with the sixth pick. Well, let's Should look at it out there. Like, let's, do you have their drafts up by chance? The Chargers? Yeah. Give me a sec and I can get it. So, like, they took Herbert at six and – I think that was a pretty expected thing. Like it happened. And yeah. honestly, if I was the Chargers, I would have done the same thing. I don't plan on having Tyra be my long term plan. There's a quarterback who I like. I'd like to take him. Yeah. Where it gets weird for me is like you don't have a left tackle right now. And you trade up to get Kenneth Murray, linebacker, who is a really good player. It's like, you got really good value for the pick, and I don't think that can be disputed at all. But I think there might have been better value for what your team needs long term. Now, if they took a core offensive lineman like the third round and or double dipped on it, then it doesn't matter. But I don't know what they did right now. 
Yeah, they took a running back, then a wide receiver, a safety, and another wide receiver. So we didn't touch the offensive line spot? No. Yeah, so then, I mean, I don't like all that. Like, you did a lot to help them with skill players, but what good's your quarterback who can't stand up right? Yeah. So, so like, you there, need to protect them. Yeah, so there I wish they would have touched or got somebody on the offensive line. I feel like in almost every draft, you want to be taking, like, at least one offensive lineman. Like, even if it's just, like, a late-round, you know, pickup. Mm-hmm. Just because you always – I mean, old linemen go down, like, whenever. You never know. They are just going to get rolled up on real easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks. But I think it's smart to always draft one or try and – you got to get one every year, I feel like. For me, I think you got to take one of the top four, four rounds. Like, like the value that a good offensive line can bring to your team is – good protection, your quarterback staying healthy, and potentially a better run game. Yeah, if you can have a stellar run game, then it's like all of a sudden your QB starts having all the time in the world too because everyone's biting hard on the run game. Mm-hmm. I think you got to always invest in the O-line. And I wanted the Packers to go O-line in the top four. Now we traded our fourth-round pick for love, so that kind of went out the window a little bit. But, I mean, we put three people into it, so like I guess there's that, which is nice. But Yeah. Like you said, they're they ain't gonna be starters. No, no, no. Like you're hoping they're good backups. Yeah. Which I mean we we, we need a right tackle starter, like whatever. I we we we, we talked about the Packers. I don't want to talk about it. It'll get me too fired up. <laughs> okay, uh, now was there a draft you liked a lot? I know mean, you asked me about mine. Um I guess I didn't have anyone that just like outstanding like stood out to me. Okay. Um I mean, as I said at the very start, I've been a little busy this weekend, so I haven't looked over everyone's draft yet. Yeah, I um, gotcha. But I was I I woke up, um I saw the Packers pick and I went to bed the first night. I just wanted <laughs> to finish watching the first round. <laughs> um so I woke up from a text from my sister asking me about love. Um, what did you tell her about it? I said, I don't know much about him, but I'm not super happy with the pack. <laughs> now, was this, this was, which sister? Laura. Okay. And did she say how she felt about the pick? She, uh, let me look at the text. Because I feel From... like she was a big pack of, or Rogers fan. Yeah, she is. <laughs> All for it. Um, what did she say? Oh, yeah, she was not the happiest because she agreed. We needed to work on our defense and our wide receivers. So, I mean, I will say this about our defense. If we bring back Tremont Williams, we are going to have our 11 guys that are going to play over 47, 50% of the snaps that are on our team. So then you're basically just trying to find guys to fill the little rotation and I'm okay with that, but it is kind of scary that we don't have a an eleventh starter right now after free agency and the draft already. Yeah. Um, I was just looking through. You know who I think actually had a decent draft is the Dallas Cowboys. 
okay. I like I was really. I was really surprised watching the draft and seeing how giddy the coach and GM are to get CD Lamb. Like they just seemed they were ecstatic. Like they were so happy. I was like, I don't know, like, like cool. I think we all agreed that like we'll see how he does. Well, I think he's the best receiver in this class. Oh, you did? Oh, Luke is on my side. Yeah. That's right. I love him. And I think what's so great about him is that he's different from Gallup and Mari Cooper. Now, Now, I think there's something like they, they had bigger needs, but I think he was the best player on the board. Yeah. I feel like there's a time and a place when you just got to be like, we need this, but this dude's still on the board, so we're taking him. Yeah, and I worry that's what the Packers did with A.J. Dillon. Like, I worry that's why we took him. But yeah. <laughs> but with C.D. especially, like, when was, when was Mike McCarthy at his best? Um, Right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> when he, Yeah, and what was his receiving core like? Oh, yes, and now like literally, literally the lineup we said before of Greg Jennings, Stalin Driver, Jordy Nelson. Oh, we totally forgot Jordy Nelson before. I thought um, mentioned him. No, um, Adams. No, Adams. I Adams think was, was in part the of it, but we had Cobb, Michael Finley. Cobb. Yup. Like we were loaded. James Jones. Yeah, like we had a crew. And now we're talking. The Cowboys got C.D. Lamb. Mari Cooper, who just is the biggest paid receiver now, and Michael Gallup, who is actually a number two receiver who's pretty good. Like, they're going to be good next year from the standpoint of, like, offense. Now they have to put more points on the board than last year, but they're still going to have a ton of yards. Yeah. And, I mean, I also think – I was I was going to say I look at their draft and – did we? I think we had Trevon Diggs going in the first round in ours. Maybe I don't know. I I clicked out of it, so but I think we did. Uh, I don't know. My, I remember he was. On yeah, there. so I think like like we like that pick because we had him as a first rounder. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of like getting a well balanced draft. They, <sighs> you know, I mean, I hate to agree with you, but I look at it and I kind of like you look they. Wide receiver, corner, D tackle, corner, center, D end. Do you know who that center is? Wisconsin. Yeah, Tyler Biotis, dude. Let's go. Love it. Love to see that. One, one. badger replaces another. Uh, RIP to Travis Fredrickson. I hope you're doing better with dealing with all your health and stuff. But I'm excited to see if Biotis can take that center spot. Like Wisconsin's known for churning out freaking O line. Yeah, we've been actually like really good at it too recently, which is exciting. And yeah. I hope Taylor pans out too. To be honest, that way our running back track record's a lot better. Yeah, because I mean James White turned out to be decent. Yeah, no, nothing crazy. Um, Melvin Gordon's great. Even um, Corey Clement, like. For what he was picked and what he, teams were expected of, he turned out pretty well. Yeah, ball was a little bit of a draw. Yeah, that was that that was not good. That was bad. That wasn't yeah. fun. Really hope for more. But uh, Derek Watt, 
fullback. Yep. Alex Ingold. Hey, he's with his brother now, I too. Know. Love to see that. Oh, uh, by the way, Luke, this kid, a quarterback from James Madison, Ben Denishi. Denichi? Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, yeah, he got drafted had an eight Stanley too, by the way. So like <laughs> so like the oh, guy who no one shots. knew about got drafted ahead of him. Oh, and by the way, the Dolphins are the team that took the long snapper. His name's Blake Ferguson. Uh he won a championship, so like yeah, he a little more success than Nate Stanley's ever had in his career. Yikes. What do you think about the Cleveland Browns? Now they took an offensive line first, so I like yep. that. Like, like you needed to. Dedrick do... Willis. Now I guess uh, or Wills. Yeah, I'm a little scared of this one with them because I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm in the camp where I don't know if he's going to translate to left tackle very well because he's never played that before. Okay. So that really worries me. From what I like. I shouldn't be worried, and I sh- I should be like, yeah, it's gonna work out great. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna translate really well. He's he's that good, and his feet are super nice. But it just it just worries me with no off season, no coaching, a guy just having to completely change positions. Yeah, but when I look at their draft as a whole, so the Cleveland Browns, they got their QB. That's what they want. They have some really good skilled players around yeah. them. So what do they do? I think smart, draft the O-lineman right away because you want to protect Oh, you them. have to. Then you go and you jack up your defense for the next three picks. Take a safety, a D-tackle, and a linebacker. Then it's like, all right, we're getting down there. Let's, you know, back – or draft a backup tight end. Which is weird, I will say, cool. though. Like, like – I don't totally understand that pick, but you know what? To each their own. Yeah, I think we're I think where it gets tricky is they signed the biggest contract for a tight end ever this offseason. And the <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> there was a guy who they spent a first round pick on or a high second in David Njoko a few years ago. And now you go get this guy as well. So either yeah. Nj- So it's like go. I don't like uh I was just gonna say like I don't totally understand it, but yeah, you know what? They're doing their thing. I think he's going to get traded in Joku. I think you have to now at this point. Like, there's no point in having so many tight ends when you're going to be playing three receivers primarily. Yeah. So. But then I do like the end pick of the two last picks of taking a center and then another wide receiver. Like, I mean, people. A late round wide receiver. Yeah, well, I thought he was going to go in the third round. I wanted the Packers to take him in the fourth round, in the fifth round, in the third round. In the sixth round. So, like, I wanted him to go to the Packers, but obviously they don't like him. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. It was weird having the draft the way it was done. I thought it was like, fine, though. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, no. Like, it, it went off fine. It's cool that they're keeping uh, the draft in Las Vegas next year. No, 2022. Oh, was yeah, they already. I thought they were doing. No, where are they going Dallas, next year? I thought, or Los Angeles, one okay. of the two. Because they didn't. They had an okay. open year in twenty twenty two. Like I would love to go to the draft that year. Get ready to drop some pretty pennies. Well, I mean, we're about to plan a Vegas trip. 
I was going to say, that's a great transition right there to next week's I podcast. think we're going to have to use that transition too, you know? Yep. All right, so next week we are going to be planning a Vegas trip with a specific amount of cash. I don't want to give you too many details away, but tune in to hear how we're going to plan, get there, get back, what we're going to do. We'll set a few rules for ourselves so it's not like we're, we're winning. We're putting it all on black and we're winning it right off the bat. <laughs> but uh, tune in. Um, I think we're going to be up on uh, – some sites here so you're gonna be listening to this podcast and i hope that you like and subscribe to us uh any and share and share spread the word friends family co-workers yeah we're we're not just sports we want to talk other things too and we're gonna start getting into that in this upcoming uh weeks and episodes eric you got any other uh closing remarks nope keep grinding Got to get through this stinking quarantine. Find something you do, start something new, and enjoy the people you are spending time with. Thanks for coming in, and know you always have a seat at the countertop. See you guys later.